I'm going to need your help as I go through this message, okay? There's going to be some words that I'm going to show you in just a second that are going to be up on the screen that I need you to say loudly, very, very loudly. But I want to start with something that I've been reading this past year. It's a book about cynics. It's a book about cynicism. And the writer, who's a scholar, an academic, says that cynicism is this. It is an active renunciation of ameliorative possibilities. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) Ameliorative possibilities. Don't you go all throughout your days looking for ameliorative possibilities? What does it really mean? What does cynicism really mean? It is about that, but this is what it means. I bah humbug, you're bah humbug. One, two, three. Thank you. That's what a cynic says. That's what Ebenezer Scrooge says. The reason, the real core reason that Scrooge cannot stand Christmas is not that he doubts Christmas. Christmas isn't really about believing or not believing, about skepticism or believing or doubt. Scrooge doesn't hate Christmas because he has doubts. No, he is a villain who gets a second chance. And he needs a second chance because he's a cynic. Christmas is not about skepticism and overcoming it. Christmas is about cynicism and overcoming it. I mean, look at how many people we have gathered here tonight in this Unitarian Universalist community. We have all kinds of different perspectives upon the significance of this wonderfully important story of Jesus' birth. And I got to say, actually, in this season of celebrating miracles, that's a little miracle in and of itself. The miracle is that in a world that is religiously cynical, that often doesn't see ameliorative possibilities, that often says what? To people really listening to each other, to people really understanding one another. This is something to celebrate here tonight, that we continue to affirm the possibilities of our world. And in this season of miracles, in this season of the birth of a child and of many children, In this season of the significance of one small light and a rekindling wonder in our hearts, I'm going to tell you another miracle story. It comes from a colleague of mine, a guy named Reverend James Ford, who has been in Providence, Rhode Island for many years. Now, Reverend Ford is a really interesting guy because he is both a Unitarian Universalist minister and he is also a Zen Soto priest. And he's got a blog called Wonderfully Monkey Mind. Describing his mind, my mind, many of our minds, monkey mind, monkey mind online, I think he calls it. And he likes to recognize certain important happenings in the history of religion and spirituality. And so earlier this month, I think it was December 11th or December 12th, he recognized something that happened all the way back in 1531, which was the sighting, the miracle, the visage of the Virgin of Guadalupe by a peasant In Mexico. Now, Reverend Forbes, the Zen priest, the UU minister, he doubts, he absolutely doubts 
that this happened. He says he's skeptical about supernatural claims from any tradition. And then he goes on to say, I really don't care. He says when we look upon something like the story of the Virgin of Guadalupe, what we're hearing is the call of myth of a deep story speaking to the song in each of our hearts. And he goes on to write while looking at this image of the Virgin of Guadalupe, I love her, he says. I love her. And it calls to mind another image that is close to one of his traditions, Quan Yin, who is a goddess of compassion. And he says, looking on both of these images, what he sees there, an image of the mother of the universe giving birth to all of life over and over again. We can doubt actual happenings and still not be cynics. I think of all the false choices that are given to us in our life is choose your critical reasoning faculties or choose your belief. I think we can have both. Christmas is not about overcoming our skepticism. It's about overcoming our cynicism. Christmas invites us, I believe, as Reverend Ford did, doubt all you want, but love even more. Listen for the song of the universe that speaks to your heart on this night and in many nights and come alive because of it. See, the problem with Christmas and insisting on doubt or belief as somehow your entry ticket to be ever to celebrate this holiday is that those who have always insisted on absolute belief for celebrating Christmas are the first people who ever banned it. Do you know this? That the Puritans in New England banned Christmas. That Oliver Cromwell and the Protestants in England banned Christmas because it was too joyous. They would literally have these religious police in England going through all the streets trying to smell what? Trying to smell if someone was cooking a goose. The very thing, which by the way, if you know the end of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, the thing that he offers the child to go when he's had his rebirth, Ebenezer Scrooge, go and get me the biggest, fattest Christmas goose you can. Those who would ban Christmas or those who would insist that Christmas mean only one thing and their interpretation. Do you know what the words coming out of their mouth are? Let's hear it louder. The power of this Christmas story, especially the Christmas story, has been interpreted and reinterpreted over the ages and given to us, yes, as one of the most powerful Christmas stories next to the original happening itself, is from Charles Dickens, is from a Christmas story. And did any of you know he's a Unitarian, Chris, Charles Dickens was? He wanted to find the essence of the story. He wanted to find that invitation again to divine vulnerability and divine love that is at the heart of the story. Because what is true for all ancient King Herods or all modern King Herods is that they are afraid of anything that threatens the power of the hand or the power of the ego. If you remember the scripture reading I did earlier today, tonight, you will know that King Herod sends out the wise men to lie. 
the wise men who were going to pay homage, he says secretly, tell me where he is so I can go back and perhaps even kill him. The King Herods of old and the King Herods of now fear love more than anything because love battles the dragon of cynicism. The King Herods of old say, They do not believe in ameliorative possibilities. They do not believe that we can take, as the wise men did once they understood, a different road home. They will not report back on this little tiny infant and baby because they see something special in him as threatens King Herod. In closing, I want to say this. Last Sunday, when some of you were here, I got to talk about what is for me my favorite part of being a minister and my favorite part of ministry. It is this. That our job, my job, is that I get to love so many people. That is a remarkable thing to have in one's job description. I would say that this kind of love is obviously not just reserved for those of us who are clergy. It's just that I get permission to say I love you a lot to people who are not in my family. That's what happens to Scrooge. He gets to recognize that the love that he had shut out for years as a cynic, with his bah humbug, with his anger, He opens his heart to it again. Tonight, I would say, listen to the call of a small child, of a small light, of a beautiful evening, of the potentials and possibilities that are within each and every one of us. Listen to them. Stay in touch with them. You will find yourself perhaps later tonight or tomorrow or at some point in the next week wanting to say... Say it angrier. Catch yourself while you're doing it. Believe in those ameliorative possibilities. Believe in the kindness that is in within each and every one of us. And know that this is the greatest gift. Amen. And Merry Christmas. And may you live in blessing. Let's pray together. God of this universal path and call. To seeing the sacred in every nook and cranny of our lives. To recognizing those moments when we might turn our back on ourselves or on another with our own bah humbug spoken aloud or to ourselves. May we answer the call to open our hearts again on this Christmas Eve. May we answer the call to open our hearts in every day. The birth in the manger is an invitation. Come alive, it says. 
Pay attention to the possibilities, the child says. Look for the light, sometimes even through the darkness. And through this, may our lives be blessed. Amen.